Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about Operation Blockbuster, Lessons Learned from the Sony Breach. It's my privilege to be speaking with Peter Lamontang. He's the CEO with Novetta, which led Operation Blockbuster. Peter, thanks so much for joining me. Very glad to join. Peter, I'm fascinated by the topic. You know, as you know, Operation Blockbuster was an independent investigation into the Sony hack of 2014. What I want to hear from you is what was the mission behind this project and what were some of your key findings about both the attack as well as the attackers? Sure. Thanks so much. You know, I think the primary mission behind Operation Blockbuster was simply insight. We wanted to help our customers understand at a technical level what exactly happened with the Sony hack, why it was significant, and most importantly, we wanted to ensure that our customers were equipped with the right technical resources to examine their own networks to protect their information assets. And I think the context is really important. I think all of us remember, although this was a couple of years ago, the attack got so much press coverage, and there was a number of attribution claims made and who was behind it and what actually occurred and why it occurred. And in that environment, immediately after the breach became public, it was very, very difficult to get at the ground truth of technically what occurred. And so we took a longer-term approach um, and a very analytics-focused approach and examined the different strains of malware that were open and available as well as our own research into that, and I should state up front that we did not work with Sony on this, and they didn't have any involvement, but I think it really validates that this was a very sophisticated threat actor group, and we wanted to bring that to light. Peter, what did you find to be unique about the Sony attack, and what have you learned about the Lazarus group, which you hold responsible for this as well as many other devastating attacks? Yeah, so let's get into this notion of the Lazarus Group and attribution versus what their intent was. I think what is most important here is that we at Novetta focus on the technical exploits and what actually occurs on a client's network. And the identity of which particular military unit or criminal organization actually perpetrated the attack is relevant in the sense that we want to understand motive. But we're not in the business of trying to identify and call out specific nation states or subcomponents of intelligence organizations or criminal gangs. In this case, though, we thought it was important to acknowledge that the initial findings by DHS and others that pointed toward North Korean involvement were on target and that we believe there was a direct connection there. And what was really significant about the nature of this attack is that we saw simultaneously occurring in the Sony hack this notion of sort of a ransomware approach, actual vandalism of wiping disks, as well as a counterintelligence or a stealing information. All three of these present in a single attack. So this notion of a multi pronged attack being coordinated by a single actor is really inconsistent with most threat actor groups that we see. Normally, you would expect to see a criminal gang 
or a nation state that's perpetrating some type of action, or perhaps a nation state posing as a criminal actor. But in this case, we had this very strange hybrid approach, and that was intriguing to us, and we thought it was highly relevant to all of our customers. And so in working with partners uh, across the industry, we were able to unravel much of that and highlight the fact that we believe this threat actor had been active for many years prior, and we saw precursors to this type of malware dating back several years. And so I think what we took away from this with regard to this threat actor in particular is that they have been active for several years, that it was sophisticated in their approach and the nature of the malware, and then finally that it was this multi-pronged approach where they were both uh, exploiting from an intelligence perspective of stealing information, potentially destroying or threatening to destroy the information, and even this notion of a, a ransom approach. So I think the aspect of all three of these being present made it particularly unique and worthy of our analysis. So now that you've identified the attacker and, and the, the methods that they use, do you see similar methodologies in some of the other recent high-profile attacks that we've witnessed? You know, it's a great question, and we've had a significant amount of interest in the past few weeks with regard to the SWIFT attacks. And at this point, we're not able to definitively say that we believe it's the same threat actor group. In the same way that after the Sony attack, we were not one of the ones out there ringing the bell saying, we know who it is and what happened and why it happened, because we believe you need a little bit of distance of time and insight and understanding of how this developed before we can make that definitive determination. And I hope that we can, and we certainly are putting resources against it to make that assessment, and we'll release them when we uh, have more information. But in discussions with other experts, you know, there certainly is present in the SWIFT attacks this notion of a double-pronged effect, at least, where there's a financial motive uh, as well as a desire for insight into those attacks, yet it is such a um, challenging environment with regard to SWIFT that it's very, very hard to pinpoint a beginning or an end point or an entry point and exit point because of the distributed nature of that system. Peter, a few moments ago you talked about threat intelligence. What would you say are some of the key lessons for both public and private sector organizations when it comes to the use of threat intelligence? You know, I think what's most important in today's environment where there's so much pressure to protect our information assets is to remember that the goal of threat intelligence is to inform your technical experts so that they can better defend their networks and identify exploits sooner. And so this notion of finger pointing of who found out which strain of malware or who the threat actor group was first is really a fool's mission. What really matters is protecting the network and finding exploits sooner. So we view threat intelligence as a means of identifying exploits as soon as possible in order to find technical remediations to defend the network rather than intelligence in and of itself having value, which it does, right? And we grew out of the national security community, and I think this is an important point that bears emphasis is that understanding a nation, a state, or a threat actor group in a classical national security model 
is important. But what you're really trying to do when you collect intelligence and try to understand a hard problem is to try to have a positive effect, whether you're formulating foreign policy uh, or building your defense forces. The same applies to the cyber scenario, which is it's not about just doing the gotcha and finding out the who, what, and the where, and the why, but actually then how to defend against it how to make sure that you've found any examples of that exploit in your network, and then preventing it going forward. So it's the technical defensive value of threat intelligence that needs to be at the forefront. Let's talk for a few minutes about Novetta. As you say, the company's origins are in the public sector, but increasingly you're doing work in the commercial sector. How do you see the cybersecurity interests of both public and private sector organizations now converging? That's a great question, and I think this notion of convergence of both infrastructure and approach is being manifested every single day in the way we operate. I think it would be very, very difficult to say where a public network begins and where a private network begins because they're the information and the communication channels that we all utilize are shared, and we have to understand that this global network that we call the World Wide Web really is a large distributed network owned by nobody, really governed by nobody, but absolutely essential to all of our commerce, all of our lives and livelihood are now dependent upon this. And so the way that we protect and move in that really is a public and private shared interest. And we need to figure that out. And I think we all recognize that from a policy perspective and a governance perspective, it's lagging. But specifically with regard to public sector and national security sector approaches to cybersecurity and private sector, here we're seeing additional types of convergence. Whereas I think in the past, most commercially oriented enterprises, our private sector, was most concerned about identifying an exploit, remediating it, and moving on. And we had great adoption of sophisticated technologies to execute this. Over the past several years, however, global enterprises, national, international enterprises, are faced with real challenges in assessing who is it that is attacking them, why are they attacking, and what does it mean for their business, in the same way that a nation state has to assess who's attacking their networks and why. Now, this does not obviate my point about the need to first protect, and then you can think about the motives, but I think we're seeing this convergence of commercial enterprises actually establishing intelligence and analysis and remediation capabilities that are very, very similar in approach to national security public sector clients. And similarly, we're seeing public sector clients who are very, very envious of and trying to replicate the rapid speed with which commercial enterprises deploy new technologies and adopt uh, agile frameworks to deal with new types of threats and exploits. So overall, I think we're seeing this convergence on two levels. One, the acknowledgement that we're all sharing the same infrastructure. And then two, I think that both the commercial world and the public sector each have lessons to learn from each other in the way that they analyze cyber and protect their networks. Let's talk a little bit about the technology. At Novetta, you approach the cybersecurity problem a little differently than a lot of SIMs do. So tell me about why Novetta created Novetta Cyber Analytics and how does your approach to it differ from a technology perspective? Thanks. That's a really important question because Novetta is an advanced analytics company. We did not set out to be a cybersecurity-only company. We're trying to solve 
the world's largest data problems. We recognize that the one area that continues to expand and rapidly grow is our data holdings. And so in the national security world, we started dealing with massive, complex, disparate data sets that were never intended to be analyzed together. And we did this in support of a broad range of missions. What we realized when a national security customer came to us is those same principles are especially relevant and valuable in a cyber context. Because the goal of any SIM, of course, is to correlate and bring disparate data sets together, but most SIMs traditionally were architected to handle a specified type of data and were never meant to scale and operate at speeds on commoditized hardware that's affordable that is reflective of the traditional medium and large size enterprise network that is now part of our everyday reality uh, in a commercial or government enterprise. So I think whereas a SIM is a correlation and enterprise security tool that has great value and is important in the workflow and process for most enterprises, it never really contemplated the data volumes and speed that are required. Noveta fits into that exact spot to assist SIMs, to support SIMs, not necessarily displace SIMs, but in processing those large amounts of uh, data and empower specific tier three and advanced analysts in running sophisticated queries that will actually help them identify exploits sooner than waiting for reports, third-party reports to come out that can be loaded into SIMs or loaded into signatures. Well, Peter, that's very well said. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. I greatly enjoyed our conversation. The topic has been Operation Blockbuster, Lessons Learned from the Sony Breach, my pleasure to be speaking with Peter Lamontang, CEO of Novetta. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.